Today, our lesson, you've got an, a list. It's not an outline. It's a list. In your bulletin, it went from the top 10 to the top 12. The top 12 ways to be unprofitable and unfruitful. Um, a phrase that is used in Titus chapter 3, verse 9, where it mentions people who are macho men. People who dispute and fight, they are unprofitable and unfruitful. So today, pardon me uh, being negative, we usually try not to be very negative, but we're taking a negative take on this and we're looking at a lot of scriptures and looking at them in a negative way to see how we can be unprofitable and unfruitful. Quite the contrary of what God wants. But it seems like some Christians are intent to be an unprofitable and unfruitful. And so we'll consider this top 12 list. And you can see if any of these things on the list fit your life. And whether you not or not you want your life to remain uh, descriptive of somebody who is unprofitable and unfruitful in the kingdom of God. So we start with number one. Top 12 ways to be unprofitable and unfruitful. Number one, read the Bible, but don't let it change you. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So scripture comes from God, they're the very words of God, and the point is to make us, it, it profits us, it makes us profitable, it teaches by teaching us, reproving us, correcting us, training us in righteousness. The point of scripture is not just to be read, the point of scripture, the reason and purpose of scripture and God speaking to us is to change us. So, if you want to be unprofitable and unfruitful, let's take the, quite the contrary to this. Let's read the Bible, but don't let it change you. Number two, a way to be unprofitable and fruitful is doubt that you are able. Probably we should be able dot dot dot. Able to what? Able. Well, 2 Timothy 3.17, the very next verse after 2 Timothy. Timothy 3.16, it says, So that the man of God, the person of God, may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So the word of God changes us so that we can be fit. There are a lot of different translations for this word adequate that's used by the New American Standard. And I liked uh, what I found in just uh, uh, Greek. Just It means fit. You're able, you're fit. It's like working out, it makes you fit. Reading the Bible makes one fit and equipped, ready for every good work. So, if that's what the Word of God says to make you profitable, to make you fruitful, then you can just do quite the contrary, just doubt that you are able. Doubt that you are fit. Doubt that God has equipped you to do anything good. So notice that the, the word of God, it, it's profitable 
for all these things, so then the word of the man of God may be adequate and equipped for every good work. This is a pretty big generalization, right? Every good work. Well, every good work, it might mean speaking to somebody, the very word of God, speaking to them the truth. It might be just holding the door open. It's the simple things and it's the more complex things that God's word builds us up for all these things. And you might want to remember that in the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at Titus from this standpoint of being, um, uh, I forgot my own phrase, being annoyingly good, right? Equipped for every good work, being doing every good thing that you can. So if you don't want to be profitable, you don't want to be fruitful for God, then just doubt that you're able to do anything good for God. Look at yourself and say, I'm not able, I'm not ready, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do. Just doubt that you're able. If you want to be unprofitable and fruitful, read the Bible, but don't let it change you. Doubt that you're able to do any good work. And number three, don't see the opportunities for every good work. In that passage, 2 Timothy 3.17, it says, So the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So if you actually feel adequate and equipped... Then, and you don't want to be profitable, then just go throughout life and really don't look for an opportunity to do any good for God. Don't see the opportunities that God has around you. They're all over the place. Make sure you keep your head down like a point guard who, who is always dribbling the ball but never looking up. I've seen that before, unfortunately. Saw it yesterday, didn't we? So we want our point guards to get their eyes up and pass the ball. That's when we're doing good. Passing that ball, finding the open man, driving to the lane, looking for those opportunities. But as a Christian, if as a Christian, if if you read your Bible and you feel like you're changed by it, but then you don't actually go out and look for opportunities to use it, to do good for others and to speak it, then you're just like a point guard in a basketball game who's dribbling around, doing nothing. The um, the other idea about this is is um, it's, it's like a, um, what's the knife that has all of the little gadgets to it? Swiss Army knife, right? Anybody have a Swiss Army knife? Carry it in your pocket? You got, how many of you have it with you right now? One, two, a couple of you have them but don't have them with you. They're pointless, guys, if you don't have them with you, right? But even if you have it with you, if you just come to a problem and you just leave it in your pocket and say, oh, I don't have the right tools, I can't do anything about this, I can't fix this, and your Swiss Army knife is there in your pocket just saying, use me, use me, use me, and you got all the tools you need right in your pocket and you don't do it. That's like somebody who is a man of God, a person of God, somebody who is in the kingdom, wants to do kingdom work, but then they say, uh, I'm not paying attention to those problems. I got my Bible, I'm learning everything I need to learn, but I'm not going to use it. I'm just going to keep my head down, not pay attention. So if you want to be unprofitable, unfruitful in the kingdom of God, then read your Bible, but don't let it change you. Doubt that you're able to do anything good. Um, and also, 
Don't see the opportunities. Don't even look for the opportunities to do every good work. Number four, don't read the Bible. Just trust what people say is true. So the first one we said, read the Bible, but don't let it change you. Well, if you want to go the extra step in being unprofitable and unfruitful, then just don't even read the Bible. Don't read the Bible. Just trust what the preacher says. Trust what the guy on the TV says. Trust what the guy in the book says. Just trust what whoever the denominational preacher, whatever he says. Trust that old person who is well-known man of God. They said it, so I believe it. Don't read the Bible. Just trust what people say is true. Acts, you'd have to take the contrary approach to Acts 17. So Acts 17 tells you how to be profitable and fruitful. You'll want to, if you want to be unprofitable, unfruitful, you want to take the contrary, the, the negative of this. Acts 17.11 says, Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. So, if you want to know the truth, you'll search the scriptures. But on our top 12 list of ways to be unprofitable, unfruitful, top 12 ways to not be a good Christian... Just ignore the scriptures and trust what people say. Number five, worry. Focus on problems. That will make you unprofitable, unfruitful in the Lord's kingdom. Luke chapter 8, verse number 14 In explaining the parable of the sower, Jesus says, The seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard. And as they go on their way, they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this life. And bring no fruit to maturity. So here we don't have to uh, take the negative of the scripture. Jesus is telling uh, people, he's telling us, how we can be unfruitful, how we can be unprofitable to to God. And that's just to be like the seed that fell among the thorns. We get choked out. If you're you're somebody who who worries about things in this life, who, who is always finding a problem, always having some way of having some anxiety about something, that'll make you unprofitable and fruitful. You're on your way to a a very good non-Christian life. Um, I, I didn't practice that phrase, so I don't know if that works. A very good non-Christian life. Um, figure that one out. I don't know if that's right or wrong in the text of my sermon. Worries. All they do is they, they, they distract, right? God said, I've given you my word, and it is useful for teaching you for reproving you, for making you who you need to be, training you in righteousness. But if you're not going to focus on that word and on what you can do for Christ, what God is able to do through you, then just focus on problems of life. They'll keep you distracted. You won't have to worry about being fruitful. The seed which fell among the thorns. 
These are the ones who have heard, and as they go on the way, they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this life. They have heard. They've read their Bible. Maybe they've heard just a little bit of their Bible and chosen to follow through with number four, not not really keep on studying it. They just heard some things. But instead of focusing on God and focusing on His work in my life, let's focus on my problems. We worry about so many things. And there are a lot of things that probably, if you don't believe in God, there, there are a lot of things to worry about. Those things are all distractions for us as Christians. But if you want to be unprofitable, unfruitful, then worry and focus on the problems. Number six in our top 12 list is to focus on riches. Focus on things. Focus on wealth. Focus on mammon. Serve those things because you think they serve you, but it turns out you're really serving them. They own you. They make you unprofitable and unfruitful. And if that's what you want, focus on those things. That's the second in this list. Riches. Anybody here rich? (laughs) We are rich. We're doing a little spring house cleaning already in the Snyder house. Things, things, things. We are rich. You know, and if you, uh, in the context of the United States of America, some of us might consider ourselves poor, but if we, even the poor amongst us, if we would just broaden our mind and think about what it's really like to live in this world, and you take your, take your mind to other places that don't have as much. We take our minds to commercials we see on TV where they're asking, send money to help these poor people. There are poor people in the world. There really aren't many in the United States. We are rich. And we might, if, we, if you don't realize you're rich, then it might be that you're probably focused on things, on riches. All right, so go on to number seven here, focus on pleasure. This is the last thing that is listed by Jesus and the ways to be unprofitable and fruitful, so we will recognize his advice to those who want to be unfruitful. Focus on pleasure. The downfall of Rome, they started uh, focusing on pleasure. Well, they probably had a culture that was based largely on pleasure in a lot of ways. But their arenas, their entertainment, they were focused on having fun. They were focused at one time on conquering the world, and then they became focused on enjoying the world. It was their downfall. It'll be the downfall for us as individuals if we focus on pleasure. If you want to be unprofitable, if you want to be unfruitful, focus on enjoying yourself. Focus on being happy. 
Focus on having a good time. Focus on finding something that will really give you enjoyment in life. One thing I remember from when I was young is that I could sit at the uh, in television, play downhill skiing, um, and I could probably do that for hours. I played Astra Smash for a couple days one game. <laughs> um, it kind of messed with my sleep a little bit when I went to sleep. I was still playing Astro Smash. I had played it so long. Astro Smash, tons of fun, entertaining. You get involved in those video games, and then when you're done and walk away, you've done absolutely nothing profitable or fruitful. So, if you want to be unprofitable and fruitful, focus on things like that, where you can be involved and enjoy them, and your mind's just kind of gone, you're not thinking about anything, and it's actually when the only time you're not worrying. So you can take your mind off of worrying and, and focus on just pleasure for a while, and then whenever you're done with that pleasureful thing, you can walk away having done nothing. It's all been a waste of time. Very good evidence that you have been unprofitable and unfruitful. Televisions fit into this. Our devices fit into this. Sometimes our hobbies can fit into this. If we're not using anything for the glory of God, it can, uh, it can help us be unprofitable and unfruitful. So focus on pleasure. Word of number eight. Don't persevere. This is the very next verse that Jesus, he's, he's speaking, continuing to speak about the parable of the soils. Mentioned the, the seed that fell among the thorns, which United States of America, we have to take, every Christian should be seeing, saying to ourselves, am I one of the seed, one of the seed that fell among the thorn? Am I, is that me? But the good seed and the good soil, all the good, the seed's always good. But verse 15, Jesus says, but the seed and the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. Now we've got to go back to taking the negative of the scripture. If you don't want to bear fruit, then don't persevere. Don't stick with God's word. Don't keep learning. Don't keep growing. Don't apply it to your life at all. Don't go out and live it. Don't persevere in it, and you will be unprofitable and unfruitful. Continuing with Jesus' words here, we're going to get number nine is be ashamed of Jesus. Be ashamed of him. Take the light of Christ and cover, up, cover it up with the bushel. Put it under a bucket. Throw a big blanket over it. Douse out the fire. Be ashamed of Jesus. Luke 8 verses 16 through 18 says this, now no one after lighting a lamp covers it with a container or puts it under a bed, but he puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. So take care how you listen, for whoever has, to him more shall be given, and whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, shall be taken away from him. So if you get some good work going and Christ is working in you, you're hearing his word and starting to do it, and you want to be unprofitable and unfruitful, make sure that you stop paying attention to God's word. You stop living it. And that way, 
then whatever you think you have can be taken away from you. You'll be completely unprofitable and unfruitful. So be ashamed of Jesus. Hide it. Cover it up. Don't let him continue to work in your life. That's a great way to be unprofitable and unfruitful. Number 10, be afraid. You might think of, as you're starting to think about unprofitable and unfruitful, there were a couple of guys that Jesus spoke about in a parable who were very profitable and very fruitful, but then there's the one that wasn't. So we got to look to the one who wasn't fruitful. Matthew 25, verses 24 and 25. And the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed, and I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. He was afraid. He knew the master. He must have paid attention that much to know what his master was like. A hard man reaping where he didn't sow. It's what God's like. It's what Jesus is like. He expects fruitfulness, doesn't he? He expects us to be profitable in his kingdom. When he invites people into his kingdom, invites people into his work, into his life, into his service, He expects us to go out. Whatever God's done for us, we should do for others. So we should go, whatever Jesus has done for us, we go out and do for others. But this guy was afraid. And he went and hid the talent in the ground. You want to be unprofitable and unfruitful? Be afraid. And it can be scary giving your life to God. There is danger in following Christ and letting your light shine. People might mock you as they'd mock Jesus. They might ridicule you. They might, they might do harmful things to you. They might call you a name. Sounds so funny compared to what... That's, that's realistic in our life, isn't it? We might get called a name. Somebody might get angry with us. Well, Jesus went to the cross. Jesus suffered and died. It was that, that wonderful passage from Psalm 22 describes so well what happened to Jesus in order to save us. He gave all. And he wasn't afraid. He didn't want to go through with it. But he did it for us. So let us not be afraid if you want to be profitable and fruitful. But for anybody who wants to be unprofitable and unfruitful, I'll let the sarcasm return again. Be afraid. Go ahead and be afraid. Be afraid of people. Be afraid of all all the things that you worry about and have anxieties about. Just imagine that those things are really going to come to pass. Be afraid. Live your life in fear. And and it's probably safer for you just to to stay at home. Um, There's too much out there. You get in your car and start driving, you could die. So be afraid. 
Don't worry about fearing the one who can cast your soul into hell. Don't fear him. Be afraid of all the things in life. Number 11 on our top 12 list is be lazy. The very next verse in that Matthew 25 passage where Jesus is uh, talking about the, the wicked, lazy slave. The master answered him, said to him, You wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. So you should have done something. You were afraid. You buried it in the ground. You should have done something. You should have taken that money to the bank, drawn some interest. You should have done something. Anything. Try something, but don't live in fear. Don't be stopped by this fear, this idea, this this fear, there's fears of everything. They call it, you know, I, the, the fear of this, the fear of that, the fear of, fear of FOMO and who, all these things. Fear of missing out was the one where I really started paying attention to the fear of this and that. And they start going crazy with all these things. And the fears that we have in life, the anxieties we have, they just paralyze us into non-action. We can't make a decision because we have a fear of failure. We, we just, we don't do anything. That's what's wrong with this lazy slave. So if you want to be unprofitable and unfruitful, be lazy. Go ahead and uh, be distracted with worries and riches and pleasure. Don't perse- persevere in God's word. Just be lazy. Go through life. Be like the ostrich sticking his head in the ground. And number 12 of the top 12 ways to be unprofitable and unfruitful, don't believe that God can do anything with you. It goes really close to saying doubt that you are able. We're, we're back to that. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think or imagine. I like the NIV there. According to the power that works within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forevermore. God's able to do more than you possibly could think. God's able to use us in great and wonderful ways. We think about Jesus being glorious. That very next verse, I didn't include it, verse 21. It says, uh, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. There is glory in us. God is able to do great things with us. God is able to make us profitable and useful in his kingdom. But if you don't want to be profitable and useful, then don't believe that God can do anything with you. It's all a lie. Is God's word a lie or is it truth? If you believe it to be truth, 
then you better look through the list that we've just gone through. Keep it on that paper and whatever. If anybody needs it sent to them, just let me know. We'll get the list to you. But you need to go through that list to make sure that there is not anything on there that describes you. I need to make sure that that list does not describe me in any way. Because God tells me that he wants to work and to do great things with even me. And if it's true, then it's true. He will make me profitable and useful. He will make me bear fruit in his kingdom. He will bear fruit in my life and in yours. God wants to do great things through you. Believe it. But if you want to be unprofitable and unfruitful, then don't believe. Give up on faith. Go through life and get to the end and say, oh, maybe I should have did that, should have done that differently. I hope nobody gets to the end and thinks that. But I guess if you do get to the end and you think that, you should be blessed. Consider yourself blessed because it's likely that you won't have that opportunity to even think that. You don't know when your day or hour will come. I suggest today you choose to be profitable for Jesus. I, I suggest that today you make the decision to bear fruit for Jesus. I, I suggest that today is the day you start taking him at his word and start acting like it and speaking like it. Bear fruit for Jesus. Be profitable. You are part of his mighty and wonderful kingdom. Do great things for him. Love Jesus, trust Jesus, and live for Jesus. If there's anybody who needs to give their life to Jesus today, I encourage you to come today, and you can do that now as we stand together and sing.